Here's one thing I'll say when you're asking questions and people aren't answering them, even if they're telling you the most ridiculous things that you've ever heard and they're really, really wrong, you find a way to agree with them. Even if you're just agreeing with how they feel, ah, I can see how you might feel that way. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's morning everywhere. (laughs) Like, where is it? Is it morning? It's morning everywhere. So good morning, everybody. I'm Amy Izzo. Uh, I'm your host today on Agent Power Huddle. And today, hi, today we're going to talk about magic words. What are some of the magic words and some of the frameworks that you can use to move your conversations forward so that they flow a little bit easier so that you know exactly what to say in different moments. This will help you win more listings, convert more people to the next step in your conversations, feel more confident in your conversations. So what do you do? We earn more income. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And there are lots of these. There's actually a really great book that you can pick up. Um, You can grab it on Amazon. I'm sure that you can listen to it too, but this is one I would get. Um, And it's called Exactly What to Say. Um, And there's a version for real estate agents. So it'd be a really, really great one. There's been a few out there. I'll have to see if I can tell you who the author is. I think I have that somewhere. So, um, but it's a really, really great one. I think uh, Joan Smith and Mackin, M-A-C-K-I-N. I'll try to get that and post it uh, with this podcast afterwards. Um, But it's a really good, uh, good one that you can utilize and it's written for realtors. So you you can apply it directly to your business. But I'm going to give you some of my favorites. I think there might be 30 or 32 of them in this book. Um, But I'm going to give you some of my favorites that I use all of the time. But first, let's talk about what are magic words? (laughs) Are they some potion? Are they something with some glitter that I've sprinkled over them? Um, Not really. When we talk about magic words, we talk about words that appeal to the subconscious brain, right? Why would I want to appeal to the subconscious brain? Uh, There's a lot of research in science around the role that our subconscious brain plays in our life. Think of it as the little voice in your head, that little voice in your head that says things to you, tells you things throughout the day. That little voice in your head, your subconscious mind, it helps you make decisions. So if you can learn to appeal when you're talking to people to their subconscious brain, you will actually help them to make decisions without them knowing that that's what you're doing, which is why it's a little bit magical, right? Magic magic words. And so there are certain words and phrases that we can use in our conversations that do just that. They help move people through the decision-making process. They appeal to the subconscious brain. They take people away from not, not just necessarily always going right to a yes or no, but um, helps people land, helps them start to be open to more consideration of what it is that we're talking about to want more information. So instead of giving us just a maybe, they do start to gather information through the conversation with us and we get them to a yes or a no. Um, and sometimes a no is a good thing. So that that's really what our subconscious mind does. Um, the most important thing when we use specific words is that 
this does is it helps draw people's attention to what's important. And so it helps you be able to drive the conversation a little bit easier when you're talking to people. And I'll give you some openers too, as you're talking to folks. So um, one thing I learned early on in my sales career, not just real estate, but I've got 25 years in corporate uh, sales prior to this is when you change your words, you change your world, right? So, um, and let me ask you a question. Who is the person in control of a conversation? Think about that for a minute. Some of you are going to watch this on the replay. Who is the person most in control of a conversation? Well, that's a trick question because it's the person asking the question. So right now, I have the greatest control over this conversation, not just because I'm presenting to you, but even if it was just two of us having a conversation, the person asking the questions really has the most control over the conversation. So if you can get yourself to a place that the majority of your conversations are riddled with questions, uh, you will find yourself in better conversations with your prospects. Um, why are questions important? They start conversations, right? So they start conversations. When I ask you, who's the person most in control of a conversation? We now, if I allow you to respond, can have a conversation around that. So questions start conversations. Questions build relationships because people can hear your question that you're asking them. They know that you're interested in what they have to say or what they know. And they start to build a relationship with you. You start to build a relationship with them. They give you some credibility um, for being an expert um, in your field. Um, relationships, when you start to build relationships, relationships lead to opportunities. When someone feels there's an opportunity, an opportunity leads to a decision, right? So the quality of your questions, which this is a skill I'm still working on it. We're all still working on it. The quality of your questions and the amount of questions, the quantity of the questions that you ask will really help you getting good at that, asking those better questions um, and asking them at the right times will really help you to move people through the process. So here's one of my favorite. Um, this is um, a great opener for a conversation and um, it helps people drop their guard. So I'm not sure if it's for you, but right is a great opener that you can use when you're engaging with someone that you we're going to drive this all through real estate, someone that you want to help, um, you know, sell a home to or someone that you want to get to list with you. I'm not sure if it's for you, but right. But so why is that? Why is that important? When somebody hears, I'm not sure if it's for you. Basically, what they're hearing in their subconscious mind is, you should look at this. I'm not sure if it's for you. You should look at this. You might want to look at this. So it doesn't obligate them, though, to do anything. It doesn't obligate them. It also says to them, there's no pressure here. I'm not sure if it's for you, but, right, there's no pressure here is what they hear. And it makes them curious makes them curious about, well, what is it that they should be considering, right? The but is the most powerful little magical world in there because it kind of gives them an out, right? I'm not sure if this is for you, but it gives them an out. So you, what they're hearing is you might want to consider this, 
if it's for you. So what are ways you can use that phrase? I'm not sure if it's for you, but in your real world of your daily routine, here's one. I'm not sure if it's for you, right? But when the time is right, I would be delighted to get you the best price for your home, right? I'm not sure if it's for you, but when the time is right, I'd be delighted to help you get the best price for your home. That is a great, if you've got someone that's like, I'm not sure, um, they're kind of on the fence, you're following up with them, that would be something that you could say that would generate, in many cases, some additional conversation. Um, you have a buyer that you're shopping for and uh, you want to call them about open houses, right? Um, I'm not sure if it's for you, but there's an open house at 123 Main Street on Saturday at this time, you're welcome to join us, right? It might be a fit for you, right? Um, I'm not sure if it's for you, but there's a new listing coming up next week I heard about that could be a good fit, right? These are good ways to call uh, out to some of your clients. Um, I'm not sure if it's for you, but I have a great relationship with a local, local building manager. I may be able to help you uh, explore building that home, right? I'm not sure if it's for you, but I have a great resource I could introduce you to when you're ready to take a look at financing for your new home or when you're ready to look at refinancing if you're just doing follow-up maybe with past clients and you're staying in a relationship with them. Um, sellers, I'm not sure if it's for you, but I checked out the Zestimate on your home. I found some errors, right? People love their estimates, <laughs> their Zillow's estimates. So I'm not sure if it's for you, but is a rejection-free approach that gives you a simple outcome, right? The outcome is you're going to start, they're either going to start to ask you for more information. So a conversation happens, which is what we want. We want to create a conversation or you're going to know exactly where they're at, right? You're going to know exactly where they're at. Um, okay. Another challenge that I hear from realtors all the time is everybody's a prospect, right? Which is a wonderful thing, but can be a challenge too. Everybody's a prospect. So some people say to me, Amy, I feel like in all my conversations, all I'm doing is trying to find somebody that I can help, right? Which is true. That's what you're doing. But sometimes realtors feel like, well, how do I do that without being annoying? I don't want to be annoying in all my conversations, right? So you don't have to be annoying. <laughs> And really, no one knows what you're doing when you're doing this, but you, but you, but a really easy way to try to feel out um, if someone is going to be in the market, right, as you're talking to them, or if they know anybody is going to be in the market, is just to make it about a third party, right? When you make something about a third party, you'll often not only find out about a third party, but you often find out what's going on with that person as well. Um, so it's just a simple question. Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know that's moving to the area this year or next year? Who do you know that is just thinking about upsizing or downsizing? Who do you know that's growing out of their home, right? These types of questions as you're having conversations um, will not only help people remember to introduce others to you, but referrals, we love referrals, but we'll also tell you what's going on with them. Who do you know that's concerned about interest rates right now? Oh, that's a great question. You should go ask everybody that at every dinner party. <laughs> Who do you know, right? Who do you know that's considering investing in real estate? You may find out find out if that person themselves is, is, is going to be thinking about investing in real estate. Who do you know that could be interested in understanding the value of their home? 
right? Now, if you're a homeowner, you're going, well, me, I'm interested in the value of my home, right? Uh, who do you know that could be interested in this three-bedroom townhome I'm selling, right? So you can really use that phrase, who do you know, um, with just about anybody. So in, in any setting. Uh, another another mag- set of magic words I use all the time is out of curiosity. So when I'm talking to people, I, I love to say, out of curiosity, out of curiosity, what do you know about interest rates right now? Out of curiosity, what do you know about the real estate market? Right. Uh, out of curiosity, why do you feel like now is not a too good time to sell your home? And then just listen. Right. No one ever gets mad at you for being curious. No one ever gets mad at you for being curious. Right. It allows for a conversation. It allows the other person to be heard and it allows you to hear what their motivation is or isn't. Right. Maybe they're not motivated. You'll hear that too. It also allows you to hear what their concerns are. And that gives you some things to address. Sometimes their concerns are. Their concerns are always valid, but sometimes they're concerned about things that are really true and valid. Like I have a client now that says, I have a 2.5% interest rate and I don't need to move. Why would I buy a house with a 7 or 8% interest rate? They have no motivation to move. So I said, well, you wouldn't unless your lifestyle is driving you to move, unless you really want to move. Because the reality is, yeah, you're going to sell high, but you're also going to buy high. And no, you're not getting another two and a half percent interest rate. Not right now, right? It's not going to happen. So in their case, it may be better to stay put. But in the case of someone that really needs, they need more space. They need to upsize. They really need to move. They're relocating. The job is moving them. Now it's a different conversation, right? Now it's a different conversation. And there is some motivation to make the move. So we could understand what their concerns are around that, just using the phrase out of curiosity. Um, let me think other ways that I use that. Um, out of curiosity, I have I have a seller that is on the fence about what, um, what agent they're going to use because they have a family member that's an agent. So out of curiosity, what needs to happen for you to make a decision about which agent you're going to be using? What information do you need, right? Um, out of curiosity, what's stopping you from moving forward right now? What's in the way, right? If someone is not listing with me right now, there's something that I've missed, right? In the process, there's something I'm not giving them to help them make a decision. Out of curiosity, do you know why the average for sale by owner sells significantly less than when their home is represented by a realtor? There's a great one to use with your for sale by owners. Out of curiosity, instead of me saying, well, let me tell you, you know, when you're represented by a realtor for Mr. For Sale by Owner, you're going to get more money, right? So I'm telling him something like that. You say, out of curiosity, do you know why the average for sale by owner sells significantly less than when that same home is represented by a realtor? There would be I don't know. Never heard that. Maybe they'll have a response. It'll create a conversation. Now you can share that data point with them and you can share the reasons why. So just a few examples. I challenge you to think about how can you use that? I use this one, this out of out of curiosity all the time. And I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So um, open-minded. 
if I filled a room with 500 people and I asked them all if they felt they were open or closed-minded, 499 people would say (laughs) open-minded. I won't say all 500 because maybe one person would not, right? But people want to be open-minded. And so asking people if they're open-minded to something is another framework uh, or set of words you can use that is non-threatening that helps create more conversation. So we're in a conversation. So would you be open-minded to reducing, to exploring, reducing your asking price, right? To a seller who's maybe overpriced their home. Would you be open-minded to reducing your asking price, right? Now we can have a conversation rather than me saying, you got to reduce your price, right? Now we can have a conversation. Um, We have a buyer that only wants to buy in one area. Would you be open-minded to looking at alternative neighborhoods if I have, if I found homes that met your criteria, I always ask people when that say must have a finished basement, would you be open-minded to looking at homes that had an unfinished basement? If the home met all your other criteria, how open-minded are you to listing your home while the market is strong? How open-minded are you to listing your home in this seller's market? Right now we're creating a conversation. Now we're going to hear things like, well, if I could get the price I wanted, right? Oh, well, what price is that? Or absolutely not. Have you seen these interest rates? Let me tell you about my political affiliations <laughs> and my political beliefs, right? How that's going to affect this home buying purchase, right? Whatever it is that they're thinking, these are the things that come from these types of questions. Um, how open-minded are you list- to listing your property during the winter when there's fewer homes for sale, but still a lot of serious buyers? That's going to be one we can use pretty soon as we're getting into the weather changing, especially in some of our climates where the seasons really change. Um, And now I'm starting already in the Midwest to get questions about, well, I'm not going to be ready till November. Do homes sell in November and December? Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, So, or some people that want to wait till spring that say, well, I'm going to wait till spring. This would be a great question. How open-minded are you? to listing your property during winter when there's fewer homes for sale, but more serious buyers. Oh, tell me about that. Why are there more serious buyers in the winter? Right now we can have a conversation about what it might look like to sell their home in Q4 rather than waiting for springtime. So um, another really good, this is a framework more than is it a set of words, this next one. Um, but another really good one that you can use is a three-step framework. Um, it's called an opening-backed question. So it's a three-step framework instead of like just being a set of words you can use that gives you permission to launch into different conversations. Um, and sometimes this helps take the stress off you as a realtor um, when you're trying to um, get into a conversation and you may feel like your opening is a little bit awkward. So three-step frame, framework. One, step one of the framework is a polite opening. And I'm going to show you an example, but a polite opening. Two is a mutually agreeable fact. And then three is an easy to answer question, an easy to answer question. So three-step framework, right, of how to start an opening fact question. Uh, A good example I wrote down for you guys ahead of time is um, if someone, if, if you are getting inquiries on listings, right, so maybe coming 
via email or online, or you're viewing, sometimes I'm just viewing in my CRM that people are looking at listings. Now now I'm calling them to try to follow up. So it's me, hi, this is Amy with eXp Realty, right? A polite opening. You recently showed some interest in 123 Main Street in Crown Point. Is that the only property you're interested in? Now we can have a conversation. That's an easy way when they pick up the phone, when I'm calling out. I do this all the time with homes in my CRM. Um, because when I'm using my CRM, I can see who's been shopping and what homes they've been favoriting and saving. So I can pick one, doesn't matter which one, maybe the one that they laid, they saw the, the most recent. And I can say, I can call and say, and this works in text too. Hi, it's Amy, EXP Realty. I noticed you had interest in 123 Main Street in Crown Point. Is that the only home you had interest in? Is that all? I'm setting up showings for the week. Which day would you like to go see it? That's another way, right? So it is that last question can be anything you want. It's just about the three steps, a polite opening, a mutually agreeable fact. They were on my website and showed interest in a home or they sent me, it could be a seller. They sent me a request for a home valuation, right? Um, I can turn that into a seller question as well. Um, there's one for for sale by owner or expired you can use. Hi, it's Amy from EXP Realty. That's the polite opening, right? You may not know me, but I've sold a lot of properties in your area. Um, I noticed you were looking to sell 123 Main Street in Crown Point. Is that property still available? Now we can find out if they're still trying to sell their home, if that's a for sale by owner, right? Or even if it's an expired listing, right? We just got to make sure it's not on the market. Um, Responding to a listing inquiry, same thing. Hey, hi, it's Amy at eXp Realty. I understand you're thinking of selling your home and uh, maybe interested in how we can help you, right? So they came, they they asked you maybe for a home valuation or they asked you for some help uh, through email, text message. Um, maybe they left you a message. What prompted you to contact me specifically? So that would be another another way to just open a conversation, pretty easy conversation. Uh, the key is knowing who you're calling and knowing how they came in. So you can put that framework together, but it makes it, that's kind of a formula that makes it a little less awkward to be reaching out. Um, let's see. So yeah, so those are, I hope that those, I hope that those are helpful for you guys. Um, there's another, another thing I do in all of my um listing appointments and also with all of my buyers when we're narrowing down the home as I ask them this question, um, what questions do you have before we start the paperwork? What questions do you have before they start the paperwork? Been doing that one for years. So when we've gone through the whole listing appointment and I'm ready to do the listing agreement instead of pulling out, okay, here's the contract. What questions do you have before we begin the listing paperwork? And then we can just start the paperwork. You'll find out from that what questions they have. Um, If there's an objection, you have it overcome, they'll ask you a question, right? They'll say something um, relative to the process. So, uh, and you'll know where they're at. And then you can go back, isolate what they've said, and then overcome that objection, uh, answer their, which is really just answering their question. And then the same thing. Okay, great. 
Now, what questions do you have before you start the paperwork? And then you start the paperwork. Same thing with a purchase. When um, I'm talking with someone and we're narrowing down a home they want to write an offer on, what questions do you have before you start the offer paperwork? Anything else you need to know before you start the offer paperwork, right? Same kind of same kind of process lets you know exactly where they're at, if they have any hesitation, if there's any question you need to answer to overcome their objection, helps you to do that. And then you can move them to the next step or go back, isolate, answer, then ask that question again, move them to the next step. Um, I like this. I like to ask uh, this one too. What do you understand is another one so that I like to use all the time. So when um, I get calls from strangers, right, or I come calling back leads to strangers, people that call me maybe through a Google platform um, and they have some questions, I always say, uh, and, or when I'm going into a consult, especially a buyer's consult or even a seller's consult, um, especially if we're doing a phone call or a Zoom call, it's our first interaction. I like to say, I like to ask them what they understand. What do you understand? What do you understand about the real estate market today? Right. What another one to say is, what do you know? What do you know about the real estate market today? Now you're going to hear everything they know. They're going to tell you all the things they know. And what you want to be listening for is, what do they know? Are there things they know that are accurate and valid? Are there things that they know that are inaccurate and they're really just objections for you to overcome? What do you know? So that's a really, really, really good one to put in. Um, What do you understand um, about selling a home? If they're a seller, what do you understand about buying a home? That's great. Sometimes my buyers will go, I don't understand anything. I'm like, perfect. That's why we're here. And then I can start to walk them through the process. Um, what do you understand about the a good one for a seller is what do you understand about how we determine the price to recommend to market your home? What do you understand about how we establish the price to market your home? That's another really, really good phrase. What do you understand? And then you shut up, right? So when you ask these questions, you hush <laughs> and you let them respond. And sometimes they they know, they think they know a lot and they might, you know, and they'll tell you all the things they know. Here's one thing I'll say, when you're asking questions and people aren't answering them, even if they're telling you the most ridiculous things that you've ever heard and they're really, really wrong, you find a way to agree with them, Right? Even if you're just agreeing with how they feel, ah, I can see how you might feel that way. I can see how you might understand that. You find a way to agree with them. It puts them in a yes state, keeps them calm, right? And then you can say, you know, you can transition them and you can maybe get their permission. So you can say, do you mind if I share some more insight about why interest rates are at seven to 8% right now? And then they're going to give you permission, right? So, and you can have that conversation with them and share with them what you know. Um, And basically you can educate them and tell them why what they think might be wrong without ever saying it might be wrong, (laughs) right? You want to put them in an agreeable state. Now that's not to say you want to tell them they're right. You know, Um, you're not necessarily doing that, but they're reading or under reading this information somewhere. They're hearing it somewhere. They've interpreted it somehow. And so it is their belief, right? It's their perspective. Perspective is reality. So it is their reality. So you want to be able to have a way 
to engage with them, to understand the reality, because now you know what you have to overcome, but also to give them the right information that they may not have at their fingertips. Um, so lots of ways to use what do you understand? And if you joined us a little bit late, get the replay because we gave lots of these in here, lots and lots of different ones that you can use to keep your conversations moving forward so that you are converting more people through the process to the next step. So a conversion, we always think about a conversion as I'm converting them to a contract. And that is ultimately what they want, but what you want, what we want. We want to put everybody under contract, right? Whether it's a listing or a buyer, because that's how we make money. We help people, we make money. That's what we want to ultimately be able to do. But I want you to start to think about your conversions are as getting people to the next step. So if I meet somebody that I don't know online and I get them to go into pre-approval, I got them to the next step. I converted them one step in the process. My job is to keep converting them all the way through a written contract. Someone asked me for a home valuation and I give it to them, right? Uh, they, I converted them to wanting a home valuation. I gave it to them. Now I want to come see them to confirm the valuation, right? When I booked that next appointment, I converted them to an appointment. We're not, they didn't list with me yet, but I'm one step closer. So I want you to start think about it that way and then utilize some of these magic words, phrases, and frameworks that I gave you today to keep you moving people through the process um, and moving them to those next steps. So the book you can pick up, um, which is really great, has way more, has some of the stuff I talked about in there and some of the stuff I invented, like um, I always, the uh, well, I didn't invent, but I learned along the way or I used, you know, like, uh, what do you know about the market? I use that all the time. So it's not necessarily the book, but the what do you understand is in there, things like that. So there's, but it's called exactly what to say for real estate agents. So you can look that up on Amazon, exactly what to say. It is a great, great, easy read. You can use it like a little guidebook. Um, and so I use lots of the lots of things that are in there and it'll generate um, more ideas for you in your conversations and help you move three people through the process. So that's our time for today. Have a really, really, really great week. I'll see you all back here next week. Take care, everybody. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.